This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. My name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are, well, off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Jamie Cochran is joining me to talk chaos theory and dinosaurs with Jurassic Park. Welcome! Thank you. (laughs) Chaos theory. (laughs) I know we're both very excited to talk about this, this movie because this movie is great. That's just it. Well, at least the first one. The first one is really great. I'm really excited to talk about this. I have been waiting for years since you started this podcast. Since day one, you mentioned you're doing a podcast. And I signed up for Jurassic Park. And that was like, what, three years ago? I think four years ago. Okay. So every day for the last four years. (laughs) I've been thinking about this moment. (laughs) We finally made it. It's happening. We made it. it. Uh, Yeah. And I, um, you know, I I rewatch the first movie fairly regularly. It's definitely my favorite movie. I don't always rewatch the other ones. Um, So this kind of forced me to do that again uh, so I did that on last weekend um, I watched the first three and then um, Jurassic World the fourth one I did not rewatch um, the fifth one the second Jurassic World I don't, yeah. remember. I don't remember what it was called either which is very sad uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I find those two movies sort of miss the point of like the first Jurassic Park and it kind of drives me crazy okay I'm curious why you think that like why (laughs) what's the point of Jurassic Park maybe we start there and then how did it miss that well okay so if you watch the first Jurassic Park movie the first movie Yes, it is about a man who is playing God and creates some, uh, brings to life something that has been extinct for what is it, 61 million years or whatever they say in the movie. Fine. But if you pay attention to the movie, you don't actually see a lot of dinosaurs in it. They're not on screen for a very long time because the story is not about the dinosaurs. The story is about the people and coming to terms with the idea of, which they say all the time, chaos theory playing God, um, having control of certain situations and human connection, right? That's what this is really about. But the further away you go from that first movie, the more the focus is on the dinosaurs, not an actual story being told. And yes, I think Jurassic World, not Jurassic World 2, whatever it is, is kind of, it's, it's okay, Right. Because they do they do bring in family and they do bring in um, like this a backstory to this new version of Jurassic Park and stuff. 
Um, but again, the focus is look how cool this dinosaur is, not look at these people, they're figuring shit out, you know. So that that's what I think it is. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think in terms of story, the the first movie obviously has the best story, and then it sort of there's there's really no <laughs> story after that they're like especially like the third one is just like God. what is this it's yeah pretty <laughs> terrible uh uh jurassic world you know it was interesting because the i think i've only seen jurassic world three times and the first time i watched it i was really angry yeah <laughs> i really did not like that movie like the idea that like Chris Pratt is some sort of like dinosaur whisperer. Just like I was like, what? Yeah. What is happening? And like why? And like I get that it's not the most realistic movies of all time, but like I was like, a weird they came out of left field for me that he was like this dinosaur whisperer. The the idea of this the park kind of um evolving and still existing and sort of like this commentary on like people and you know how we you know treat animals and how we capitalize off things I I thought was like an interesting idea but to your point like I I mean there's not enough like character development even though like the premise itself I think is good it's just it's kind of lost like the script wasn't as strong as the first one the character development wasn't as strong but overall, like the idea of it's not bad. Like, and, and there's mm. definitely, obviously, there's a lot of dinosaurs, which I, <laughs> I like. I'm not complaining about the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what? I hated that movie the first time I saw it. And the second time I saw it, I hated it a little less. And then uh, watching it this time, it wasn't as bad to me and I think part of it was like I really got hung up on a lot of things the the first time and then by the third time I was like you know what what's you know what's really bugging me about this movie and like it's still just like a really enjoyable movie like it's a fun movie to watch and I don't know it's kind of grown on me a little bit to the point that I think I might like it more well, I definitely like it more than the third movie. And <laughs> wow, then I'm just okay. kind of like the second movie. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of maybe like them the same. Which maybe yeah. is not even saying that much because the second one's not that great of a movie. But like, <laughs> I definitely enjoy it more than the third movie. That one, That's clear to me now. And I'm not sure it was clear to me before. Well, I think the thing with the second like um lost world and jurassic world is that their base story is the same i think it just focuses on greed despite like safety and lessons that have been previously learned so they're on the same level that way i think because like jurassic world is just them going like um we're going to still build a zoo, but we're going to take it to the mainland, A, because, you know, money, because, you know, company and investors, blah, blah, blah. So right. I'm trying to think yeah. of some new thing to do instead of going back to old ideas. 
And Jurassic World is what if they did actually recreate something, something new, and they they thought they had control, but then they still want to make more money and they got to figure out a new way to make more money, make new dinosaurs, which is just a crazy thing to do in the first place. And I think that's probably why you like them on the same level, because you could there's you can see the point of those two movies. Whereas yeah. the third yeah. movie, you're just like, there's no point to this movie. There's literally no point to that yeah. movie. There's not even like redeeming qualities. It's just like, it's not good. Um, And there's no point to it. And all the the commentary that the other films kind of make on, on, you know, to your point on capitalism and exploitation of animals and all of these things, it's like, uh, doesn't exist in the third one. There's, um, there's no substance to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, like, I understand that it's two worried parents wanting to find their kid, that's fine, but everything they do is wrong, and then in the first five minutes of the movie, the three tough guys who are supposed to protect them die immediately, and you just have people wandering, yelling, and screaming, you're just like, you all should be dead by now, because (laughs) everything you're doing is wrong, everything. And they're not even like yeah. likable people, you know. So it's very no, impressive. they're not. Nobody in that movie is really likable. There's like nothing. The, the characters in it are just like aren't. I don't know. They don't sit well. I, I don't. Well, <laughs> they, I find, they're kind of just. Yeah, I find they're not fully developed characters. Like, yeah, there's no. There's no evolution in them. You get a very basic backstory that you find out was a lie. And then you get a new backstory, which is also equally as lame. You meet the kid and you're just like, how could you possibly survive here? That makes no sense. And then you have like, you know, um, what did I call him? Uh, (laughs) The, uh, the, the, like the intern or whatever. Oh, I called him a poor man's Bradley Cooper. Because uh, I think he looks like Walmart Bradley Cooper. I don't know. Billy? Yeah. <laughs> the first time I saw him, I was just like, Bradley Cooper's in this? And then they, he turned his face. It's like, oh, no, that's not him. Mm-mm. I was like, all right. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, and that guy, you're just like, so for no reason, you're stealing eggs, even though you're like, you're a student, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, it was going to make us money. And you're just like, Oh, is this your attempt at bringing the capitalism back into it? It's not working. It just seems forced and pointless. You know, it's, it's just a whole. And like even the action sequences were kind of lame and bad. And the CG looks worse than the first movie. And I was like, yeah, what are you talking? What is what is happening here? Yeah. And I think, too, because the characters are so unlikable, having none of them die was like, I don't know disappointing yeah because <laughs> yeah. it's like even billy doesn't die like in the end he's like on the helicopter or the boat or whatever and magically um, grant comes in and magically he's still alive which doesn't make any sense and like i don't know it's like couldn't someone die in this <laughs> yeah like I, I know it sounds horrible to say so, but it's true. Like if there's no actual peril in it, then you don't feel 
unsafe like you don't feel for the characters you don't feel how unsafe it is for them you don't feel the danger of them even though like at the beginning of the movie three people you just met and yeah. you literally know nothing about get eaten you're just like oh okay like what what yeah. am i supposed to do with but this is it supposed to make me feel something it it's kind of similar in jurassic world where it's you know because for some reason they're friends with the dinosaurs now like the <laughs> there's like a relationship there that like they can't be harmed by the dinosaurs so it takes away like the threat um i don't remember what chris pratt's character's name is in that movie um <laughs> we'll just call him, like, we'll call him chris pratt it's fine okay so chris pratt <laughs> is friends with the dinosaurs he's friends with the raptors and then you know the raptors are going to protect him throughout the movie so then it's like it's it's almost like you know nothing bad's going to happen to any of these people and it just takes that threat away makes it less scary than like a movie like the first movie or, or even the second movie you know where the dinosaurs are coming at them and you don't know what's going to happen next and you know it creates that tension that you need in a movie whereas that it almost created like it was like a comedy rather than a thriller mm. by having that element to it and I th I think that's what made me so angry the first time I saw it because I was like this shouldn't be like a comedy you know it's supposed to be suspenseful and they're taking all of those elements out of it and almost making it like a kid's movie like a little kid's movie um but I kind of think that's what they did purposefully because I think that one has a lower rating than the first Jurassic Park, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, because Jurassic Park is rated PG-13. Jurassic World. Oh, it is PG-13. Really? I would never have guessed. I think, I, I, I mean, there is that one scene that's, like, pretty violent in it where, like, the assistant is, like... Oh, my God, um, yes. ...killed, and she's, like, eaten and, like, thrown around in the water and, like, drowning and stuff, and it goes on for a really long time. And it's actually, by um, any of the movie standards, like, pretty gruesome death. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I can see why that would help make it PG-13 because it, it really stands out as like, there's no other scene that comes close to that, to that in, yeah. in that movie. Well, I've, and that's the thing I found super mean about that movie is that you introduce this character who's clearly just doing her job and doing trying to do her job correctly. And everybody <laughs> around her is trying to make her life hard. Yeah. And then you kill her in the most brutal yeah. way possible. And honestly, I saw that scene. I was just like, I just feel sorry yeah. for her. Like, I was just sad. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I noticed, you know, this theme, like, where, like, the first two movies, anyway, where they, they like, kill the uh, lawyers in, like, these really brutal way. And I'm like, it's like they have a thing against lawyers or something because like <laughs> each of them it's like the they save the most um gruesome graphic horrific deaths for the lawyers but then in that movie there's no lawyer but you have kind of someone who's you know suited up right and she's she's wearing like a dress suit kind of thing and like 
she represents i don't know like the corporation though i think like the idea of like greed and stuff didn't really come across through her because she's just clearly like somebody's assistant Mm -hmm. um but then they they reserved the most gruesome death again for someone in a suit right (laughs) well maybe it's one of those things where it's supposed to show the abuse of the lower class or something like i don't know because there's no way she's making like a hundred grand a year being assistant she's still going home to her you know like studio apartment somewhere whatever but she gets a couple of perks a year going to the park like i just think i just thought it was just you know I have no other way of saying this, but it's overkill is what it was. It was just overkill. But for sure. Yeah. yeah. But even the, um, the killing of the the lawyer in the first one. Yes, it was bad, but he just gets chomped on and that's it. And we don't see the rest of his like, you know, they find pieces of him in places, but you don't see him like being ripped apart compared to in Jurassic World. There's the one guy in the Jeep who tries to save them when the thing's going off the cliff and stuff. And he gets thrown in the air and bitten in half and all kinds. You're just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this right now? Like, it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, that's true. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think in the second one. Yeah, I guess it's kind of similar to the first one. It's like the lawyer at the end in the ship is like, he's basically just bitten in half, I think, right? I, I don't No, I don't think being... I don't think you actually get to see him die. I think because oh 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 this is what it was. Oh okay. right, you're right. You are right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he gets like, I think that he tries to run up the stairs and the the daddy T-Rex bites his leg and throws him back down and sort of leaves him for the kid. And the kid takes yeah. a bite and he screams and like the doors close on the top of him. And you're just like, first of all, that's like being buried alive. That is very cruel to do. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't yeah. know if anybody knew he was actually down there. Um, right. But yeah, you don't actually see him die. And he's like, oh, he's like the bad guy. Closed, in it. Wasn't it Grant who closed the button? Yes. Somebody pushed the button and must have known he was down there. I think it was Grant. Wasn't it or no? Yeah, no, sorry, Grant? not Grant. Um, oh, um, no, he's uh, not in the second. No, he's, he's not, in the, not in the second one. It is Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Yes. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, he closed. Somebody it. pushed them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, I think also my problem with Jurassic World, um, like you've been speaking about Chris Pratt and stuff, is that. As the quote-unquote hero, I don't like him. He's a horrible... I don't know if it's Chris Pratt or if it's how the character's written. He just comes across as a complete dick. And you're just like, I don't want you to win. I'm fine with you not winning. (laughs) That's... that's Um, Yeah, I mean... Yeah, there's... It's interesting because you would have think you would have thought they'd learned their lesson with the second movie having um, Jeff Goldblum as like the protagonist in it and him not really working in that role because really in the first movie, he's comic relief. He's like the support. Right. And they put him in as the lead and it doesn't work. Like you, you need 
drama like you don't need a comedian like in the (laughs) um I do want to disagree with you though I don't mind Ian Malcolm as the protagonist in the second movie um I just think everything around him is just so ludicrous that it gets lost in the shuffle uh I don't know I I I just don't think like that character was had the potential to be the lead and I didn't feel like it really worked and I suspect is it's kind of similar with Jurassic World again was like trying to force kind of like somebody who's like funny but also dramatic and like I don't know it just doesn't it doesn't work I don't know how to explain it but to me it just like no, I think I think you're explaining it perfectly well. For you, it just fell flat with him being in the lead. But to me, I think Jeff Goldblum's um, representation was a little bit more... Uh, I liked him more. Let's put it that way. But that may also been I agree. Like I a, a leftover from the first movie sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I looked up Chris... Pratt's character's name so that we can use it. It's Owen. <laughs> it's Owen. <laughs> Instead of saying yeah, so Owen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I did like Malcolm more than Owen. Like mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy that character more. I thought it was but it also, I mean, he also had the first movie to kind of build and give that character more depth Mm -hmm. would it have worked if he wasn't in the first movie not at all it would not have worked if he just showed up in the second movie like but it's still just I don't know something about it really didn't work for me I mean I get it I mean a lot in the second movie just didn't work for me either like I think uh despite me liking Julianne more I don't think she fit the role at all um my problem with Vince Vaughn now is that every time I see him, I expect him to make me laugh and he didn't make me laugh in this movie. So I was very annoyed by it. Um, And it was shit like that. Right. And, and it's also like a thing that really bothers me about this movie, which the first movie didn't have is that it has a lot of very, it's got what I like to call smart, stupid people in it. So it's like, it's like scientists and, you know, they've got like advanced degrees and PhDs and all this kind of stuff. And then they do the most ridiculous thing. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Why is that a thing you would think about doing? (laughs) And compared to the first movie where, yeah, you have a bunch of very smart people. The people who do the stupid things are the people who don't have PhDs and stuff. Um, And they die in, they die or get injured in ways that, aren't their fault right whereas i find like jurassic world and stuff it's like you're getting injured because you did something dumb that is your fault like it's (laughs) it's what you did that is wrong so and i think that's one of the differences as well yeah no i agree it's it it is funny and like i mean like sarah i think is julian moore's um character's name she is like this smart um, scientist, but like her boyfriend has been to Jurassic Park before. Like, why are you there? <laughs> you must know how like terrifying it is to go yeah. there. And yet there she is, right? Yeah. And then he follows her there. 
Um, so yeah, it's, um, I don't yeah. know, but still like, yeah. And, and that's why I think with Jurassic world and it's a toss up for me is because it's slightly more believable. It, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this amusement park and these kids are going to the amusement park versus like, you've heard about this Island where all of the dinosaurs have like escaped their cages and taken over and now you've decided to go there. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's at least slightly more likely to happen mm-hmm. Jurassic World than Jurassic Park 2. Yeah, and the, the thing that bothers me about it too is that like, yeah, in Jurassic World, when you meet the kids, they do kid things. And I'm like, okay, they, they meet legit child characters, which is awesome, which is <laughs> what they did with the first Jurassic Park movie. Those are... They're such amazing um, characters. What is it? Lex and Tim. Love those two. They're the greatest. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the problem with the second one, like I said, with stupid smart people is like, you show up, you hear about Sarah. She's been in the jungle with like dangerous animals and primates. And she knows how to handle herself and be downwind and all this kind of stuff. But as soon as we meet her, she does the one thing that a person who is, who has been in that situation before would never do, which is go into the nest of a child when the the large parents that can kill you are around. Yeah. Like, of course you're going to get murdered. Of course <laughs> they're going to attack you. Yeah. Like, why, why is that a position you would want to put yourself in? Like, they would know not to do that automatically, you know? Do a thing, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... And Jurassic Park 3, where Billy steals the raptor eggs. Like, yeah. <laughs> too bad uh, Chris Pratt wasn't there to save him by whispering to the raptors that, like, everything's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. Exactly. Um, like, it just, like, that kind of stuff just made no sense. Like, but I think, like, Sam Neill's character, he did a lot of things like they managed to keep his character correct in that third movie um but also it was just the dumbest situation to be in like like what are you doing you know yeah it just made no sense um but but let's talk more about the first movie the good one the really really good one that everybody loves and you can't say anything actually bad about it except yeah. for a couple of continuity issues. Um, I love that movie. Yeah. I still get nervous at points. I still jump yeah. at points. Um, yeah. And I have seen this movie. I can't count how many times I've seen this movie, including when it originally came out in the theater and parents took me, saw it, yelled, screamed, oh, jumped the whole so bit. Lucky. Yeah. And... <laughs> And still to this day, I was watching it. I'm like, I know it's coming. I know it's happening. Oh, geez, there it is. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. like, it just it just sets the tension and it just sets the story so well right from the beginning that you can't help but fall into that world and just be a part of it. Yeah, definitely uh, love the first movie and have since I was a little kid. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, like a million times. I never got to see it in 
theaters. Um, I was only eight when it came out. So um, I didn't quite make the, the cutoff for the PG-13 uh, limit, um, which is probably for the best because I think at eight years old, this movie would have severely traumatized me. I think it would have been terrified. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first time I saw it was when it came out on home video on uh, VHS. I had it on VHS and I was obsessed with dinosaurs when I was a kid. I wanted to be a paleontologist. Um, I think even before I saw this movie, I was just like so into dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, that I used to watch this movie almost every day. Oh, wow. Okay. Put it on all the time like mm -hmm. I still do like I watch it I don't know like quite a few times a year like I put it on a lot it's on right now yeah. <laughs> actually the second one's on right now in the background oh, oh my not god <laughs> just to put me in the mood you know yeah <laughs> um but I do the first movie is just like I don't know. I was just like awestruck by it the first time I saw it. Um, I think like that scene where like you see the Brachiosaurus for the first time mm -hmm. and all the, you know, the characters are reacting to it. And I think like everyone seeing that scene for the first time, it was jaw dropping in a similar way and like um, so memorable and incredible. It looks so real by the standards of 1993 or whatever. Um, still holds up. It still yeah, looks it does. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say that, like, even when I was watching it this um, this weekend. Um, so a thing I, I like to do is, like, if a movie is coming up, I'll try not to watch it for the year, like, leading up to it. Right. Um, so that's what I did. And, like, I sat and watched it, and I was just like, oh, no, this shit holds up. It, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's pretty incredible. Um, I think the the Brachiosaurus scene, um, the um, Triceratops scene, where the Triceratops is sick and I love that part. Yeah, having it, it's just like they really brought you in. Like the the first scene of the movie is terrifying. There's mm -hmm. a raptor ripping a man apart, and then it goes from like super scary movie to like I don't know like it, it's like being in a petting zoo or something you know it's like it, it brings you in it gives you like this kind of like you're you feel the emotions like you're a child seeing this dinosaur it looks so real and it's like you're it's you're living that dream like of seeing it you know this thing you never thought you would see and there it is and I don't know the film just brings you into that and, and mm -hmm. there's something just so special about it um and then it goes back to being terrifying again as soon yeah. as it starts to rain I think <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what's really funny about that is that like the beginning it's dark it's raining blah 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 and then the action starts on this side when it's dark and it's raining and they're like trapped in the car you know so i think like that's maybe like a cue be like oh be prepared rain and darkness bad yeah. things happen here we go again yeah so. it really sets like the the atmosphere though and it's 
it's dark, it's raining, you don't know what's going to happen. There's so much tension, you know, they, it plays a bit with like, it's really quiet. And then suddenly, boom, very loud, boom, yeah. boom. And then like, you know, that T-Rex is coming and like the water is like shaking in the car and it's just like, oh, it just builds it so well. And yeah. even, even by even after seeing it a million times, I can be like, you know, doing the dishes or mopping the floor and I've got Jurassic Park on and I still put everything down for like a scene like that. And just like, I can't look away, even though I've seen it a million times. It's so it's, good. Yeah, it's true. You do. You have to stop and watch it. <laughs> like you have to look at it. Like, I mean, I know this this movie back to front beat by beat. But I actively, without having to force myself, like I know there's some movies I've watched where I'm just like, I'd pick up my phone and be like, no, put it down. You're watching the movie. Like you have to pay attention. Yeah. Whereas this is like the movie starts, the music begins, and I'm just like mesmerized immediately, you know? Yeah. And it's like, even if I get even the slightest bit distracted when I know a good part's coming, gotta look, gotta yeah. just, you yeah. know, ru- like even if I'm in the bedroom, run outside, have a look. Oh yeah, it's done. And then walk back away, you know, like you you have to do it. It just, it's just so grabbing and like to witness it every time is just fulfilling every time. There's no, there's no, what is it? Uh, Diminishing returns. You know what I mean? Like every time you look at it, you feel the exact same way almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I I mean, the, um, the scene with the raptors in the kitchen. Oh my God. Yes. Like, still, like, I watched it this weekend, and my heart was, like, racing. It still does that every single time I watch it. I know exactly what's going to happen, and I'm still, like, you know, my eyes are glued to the screen. My heart races, and, like, it is such an intense scene, and it is so well done. Yeah. You're so, like, you still think I'm, like, oh, my God, there's a chance they're going to get eaten there's oh my god oh my god and you're like of course they're not gonna get eaten this is the 85th time we've watched this movie you know this but your whole body's just like oh shit oh shit you know like it's crazy yeah again it's like they he he's steven spielberg is like playing again with like sounds it's like it's so quiet when they're in that scene you know it's so quiet and then it's like you hear like the thump of like um the head like hitting the, the I don't know what those things are called, <laughs> like the kitchen counter thing, you know? Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. Um, the stainless steel kind of getting dented by the head as he, they go lean back because they're trying to hide from these rafters. But it's like, and it, then you just kind of hear them breathing and then you hear the, the nails of the raptor on the floor. And it's just like, it's just so like, it's such a slow build. Like there's no use of music at that point. No, it's all isn't. just like subtle noises, so much silence. And it, your heart is just like, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Well, cause even the part where they're like padding across the floor and you hear the kids padding and then you hear the foot of the the raptor as well. And they're making the same sound mm-hmm. until the raptor stops and like taps his giant claw that he's going to like eviscerate them with. And you're just yeah. like, oh my God, A, raptor is sassy. B, yeah. children, you need to run. Okay. Yeah. We know yeah. what this claw is used for. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. 
So do you think it was that raptor that was that was blue? <laughs> no. <laughs> was that Chris Pratt's raptor? Or? No, I don't think so. Because in the show, they they say he has been training them since they were babies. Oh right, you're right. So I no, so no. These are like newly bred raptors. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, never mind. It's not blue then. No. <laughs> So stupid. I hate that that happened. <laughs> Wait, but don't they don't they get killed by the T-Rex at the end? Oh, not blue. That's the thing that really <laughs> ticked me off about that movie is like the two other raptors gone. Nobody cares. And yeah. then but then the end of the movie, the the T-Rex kills that other dinosaur thing. I don't know what it's called. And like like teams up with the with blue. To oh, kill that's that right. Dinosaur. Oh. And then Blue is like standing there with Chris Pratt. And then the T Rex looks at Blue. And then Blue looks back at the T Rex. And then the T Rex almost shrug, shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> away. Like, this, like, we work together on this and now we're friends or something. It's literally the worst thing. If, yeah. if it had just. It, it would have been pure Jurassic Park style if the T-Rex turned around and just fucking ate that raptor. And yeah. then it just like would have saved the whole movie. But instead, it's like somehow the raptor, the T-Rex and Chris Pratt are all friends. And it's like, why? Why did this happen? Well, exactly, because... That's the first time you see the T-Rex for the whole movie was when it comes out at the end. And you're like, how are they friends? Are we supposed to we supposed to know about this? Like, are they communicating some other way that we don't understand? Yeah. Like, what is what is going on exactly? And the fact that a woman in heels can run yeah. faster than a T-Rex <laughs> blows my mind every time. Yeah, it is the worst ending of it- the movie <laughs> oh no the 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 lost the jurassic world number five whatever it is the ending of that is much worse i don't because even remember the ending of that the ending of that is they find out the little girl's a clone and then they feel bad because they're about to be killed because they put gas in the the pen where they're being the dinosaurs are being held and they're like, we don't want the dinosaurs to die. So they open the giant doors and they just let them into the wilderness of like right. Manhattan or something or New Jersey. Right. I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> OK. <laughs> and that includes like raptors and stuff. So I was just like, you're just you're just going to let them go into the wilderness with a bunch of people who are probably going to die now. OK, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a that's a problem. So, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean they are making another one, so that's supposed to come out next year, I think. So is that one based on all those dinosaurs being out in Manhattan? <laughs> I hope it's a continuation because a lot of the same people are in the movie. So hmm. yeah, like I I just I don't know. Um, yeah. I also hate the fact that they made Dr. Rue the bad guy in the Jurassic World movies. Right. I don't understand why he would be the bad guy. It just makes no sense. (laughs) I mean, 
Like, I know he comes back just to make a connection to the previous movies and how they would have gotten, like, the technology to make it, blah, blah, blah. Fine, I understand that part. But why does he have to be the bad guy? Why is he suddenly this crazy capitalist? You know, like, why is he trying to, like, steal embryos and sell them to, like, drug dealers and stuff? It just made no sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I only watched that movie one time and it was a while ago and it was definitely something I was on my phone most of the time. Time. Mm -hmm. I was not paying close attention to what was going on. Uh, I should give it another watch. I don't, is that one on Netflix? I I actually have no idea. Hmm. Okay. Um... But I have watched both Jurassic World movies twice. Okay. Um, and they both annoy me. That's fair. I mean, give give it a third go and it might win you over. <laughs> I don't know. The thir- third time it was just like, you know what? This is kind of fun. I'm going to let it go. You know? But I was so overwhelmed with anger the first time. Mm. And then the third time I was like, Maybe that's just where I'm at in life. That's what the pandemic's done to me. I've just accepted it for what it is and learned to live with it and enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sorry. The second Jurassic World movie is called Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, It is not on Netflix, but the first one is on Netflix. So it is. Yeah. I think that's why I didn't watch it because I couldn't find it. So. But you can rent it places, but I don't want to rent anything. What am I doing that for? I'll just wait. Because what's going to happen is Dominion's going to come out and then they'll put it on Netflix. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just like, I, I think the problem too is with every movie that comes out, especially now that it's been over 20, almost 30 years since the um the first one came out they're just like we have to do everything to top this so cg dinosaurs all the time blah 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 and people aren't actually thinking of the story but also i think because the first jurassic world was based on a book yes they changed some of the stuff and everything but because it was based on a book there was more detail and background to the characters than there is in these later films where they're just throwing people in. Right. But there was so a second like, book. Yeah, that, that was um, Lost World. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it's nowhere near this nonsense that they're putting that's, out these days. Um, but the sad part is I am going to watch more Jurassic Park movies because fucking dinosaurs, man. Yeah, it's true. I love dinosaurs. I just I I don't watch them right away. It's like I'm I don't know. I always just like I never see them in theaters. I always just like wait a really long time. I think I saw the second one in theaters. And I think I saw the second one in theaters too, yeah. A bit disappointing, and then I never saw any of the other ones. I would love for them to like I know at one point in Toronto they were screening the uh, first one in theaters for a little bit a mm-hmm. few years ago, um, but I didn't get a chance to go. I would like them to do that again so I can go. Missed that. opportunity. Yeah, it was a missed opportunity. I should have just gone. Oh, it was pro- it was probably like the anniversary or something. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm kicking myself for not doing that. I, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but there's probably going to be another chance to do it. I wouldn't be surprised. It'll be like the 30, 50th anniversary or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe what they might do is so you know how like they have those like live orchestras that play along with movies and stuff. Maybe they might do one of those with this because John Williams' score is pretty fucking amazing. So that they would be very did cool. Do it. They so did Jurassic do- Park. Yeah. What I didn't hear about that one. I remember like Star Wars. They did. What was the other movie they did that I I also didn't get tickets for because they sell out immediately. They're very expensive and they sell out immediately. Yeah. Oh, they did one of the Star Trek movies as well. Yes, they did. It's a lot of space ones. And I know they did like a lot of, uh, they did a bunch of video game ones as well because they know they did like a Legends of Zelda or something or like a Final Fantasy one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're always cool. But yeah, seeing an orchestra live is always very, very expensive. Yeah, it looks like it was maybe. 2017 yeah that sounds about right yeah okay well hopefully they'll do it again and i'll be rich enough to buy tickets and yeah it'll be amazing yeah who knows i mean after the pandemic like what will be a thing like you know what i mean (laughs) it's like a backlog of so many things that need to happen and like is this the first thing they bring back (laughs) I mean, if it is, I'm there for it. That's yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Down for sure. Yeah. Um, no, it'd be very cool to see that. Um, but I'd also like to see the movie too. Um, I feel like I missed out. And yeah, just like as, like, I was so young when it came out. Like, I just, I probably didn't watch the movie until. 96 or 97 I'd say when I was probably like 11 or something like that yeah something you know yeah I mean I would have been 13 when this came out oh no I would have been 12 according to this because it came out on June 11th 1993 my birthday would have been for a month so uh yeah no I was 12 when I saw it when my parents took me to go see it that wasn't too bad actually I remember like my best friend telling me that like she saw it when she was like 11 or something and like i don't know lied about her age or something and went and saw it with her like siblings and maybe even her parents too i can't remember and like (laughs) she spent like the whole movie like under her seat just like crying (laughs) so afraid oh Um, i i believe it like this like like you said this movie is very intense and very nerve-wracking and it creates this level of tension that just makes you uncomfortable yeah yeah, uh, but not in like a I need to leave way more in a um, like, a, oh, my God, I got to see what happens. This is going to be amazing, blah, blah, blah kind of way, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's so hard once you've seen a movie so many times to like pinpoint exactly how you would have felt the first time. Yeah. But like knowing how much tension it still causes for me after seeing it 4 million times, like the first time must've been so scary. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I was never a fan of like horror films and still really aren't. Um, But even for me, this is, 
this like skirts that line between just being like a thriller and horror. Like it just it's just enough for me to be like, this is not a scary movie. It's not a horror. But at the same time, eh, you make me jump sometimes. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, no, it's yeah. true. I mean, it does really walk that line of almost being a horror movie. There are moments of intense like horror. <laughs> like yeah. it really it does kind of walk that line a little bit. There there are moments that are pretty pretty scary, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh I find still to this day the scene where um the they get the computer working they get the locks working and stuff and the raptor like breaks in and so they're like on top of the roof and lex falls through and the raptor jumps to bite her leg (laughs) still gets me every (laughs) every time i'm just like oh okay yeah i know she's getting away but oh you know yeah so close it's yeah. just it's so perfectly timed. The <laughs> angle is in such a way that you're just like, oh, you're seeing all of it. And you're just like, oh, my God, her leg is gone. No, it's not. She's fine. She's fine. Yeah. But still, I'm just like, oh, let's go together. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the same like this scene where they're driving away um, with Malcolm and um, what's her face? Um, Ellie. Ellie. And, um, the hunter dude i can't remember his name maldoon uh, maldoon they're driving away and the t-rex is chasing them and it's like the objects in the mirror <laughs> closer than they appear and then the t-rex kind of like bites and you think it's like biting them but then it's like not it misses and you see the car pull away and like it's, yeah. it's still like every time i'm like oh <laughs> it's <Yeah>. there <laughs> it's so good <laughs> I know like the thing is too about the character Muldoon is that he's he's a he's actually kind of a one note character that is done so perfectly that you just love the character like he doesn't grow he doesn't change he's he comes across as like you know the quiet brute kind of thing and he's like, I'm just a hunter and I'm here to keep these things in, in control. That is yeah. it. And, you know, when he dies and, you know, when he says this classic line, clever girl, you're mm-hmm. just like, what? Oh, my God. You know, yeah. and it comes at him and all this kind of stuff. And yes. it's kind of like that one raptor is just like laughing. It's like, you thought you were going to get me, <laughs> you know? Yes. It's, oh, it's so good. It is that is a really good scene, and it's like not totally expected because he's not a bad guy, even though he's a hunter, he's yeah. not a bad guy in the movie. And really, he's not that many good guys die in any of these movies. Like, I don't know, really, I can't even name another good guy that dies in any of these movies. They're always like kind of bad people right well it's just that that one guy like i said that one guy who gets eaten by the two t-rexes in lost world is the only one i can think of right yeah but we don't know him that's true he doesn't even have a name right whereas like oh no he has a name does he yeah he's the he's the guy who was on west wing and stuff he's that guy there's like no character development for him yeah but he he has the high hide he says it like 35 times in it. And you're just like, you were in this movie for 20 minutes. <laughs> How many times have you said hi, hide? Come on. 
uh what's his name oh uh yeah eddie carr he's eddie yes played by richard schiff okay so he's the only other like good person (laughs) no i think does that was in jurassic world right no that was in uh, lost world yeah the second one yeah okay yeah i know who you're talking about uh you're right yeah he was a good guy he saved them Mm-hmm. And then um, is killed. Yeah, because yeah, because the third movie they even like gave up on giving them cool names. It's just Jurassic Park three all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't meet any good guys who die because even like the guys who like fly the plane and they're playing with the guns and stuff and it's supposed to be helping them and like the three of them die immediately. They're not good guys. You're like, you guys no. are a bunch of tools. Like, whatever. Go away. Yeah, um, no, they're not presented as good people. No. Um, and Jurassic World, too. Well, I guess, well, I guess he has to. So the guy, the 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 rich billionaire who owns Jurassic World, remember he goes up in a helicopter and his helicopter gets destroyed? I guess he's kind of a good guy. He owns the park. Yeah. He can't be a good guy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was I was like, can he be the good guy? I don't think he could be the good guy. the good guy. Yeah. No. Okay. So then you're right. Yeah, yeah that's all I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's kind of what Jurassic World was really missing, too, because when you take away, like, that's also just, like, what makes the movie scary and unpredictable is when characters that you like die right like say it it adds this other like when um uh i've already forgotten his name maldun um dies and then ellie is running you know he just died so you don't trust anymore that she could make it she's just gonna be okay just because well you know she's like one of the good guys it's like now it's really scary Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean you don't know if you make it or not um as she's like running through the um that little forest thing yeah Yeah. oh my god we forgot about sam jackson's character he dies off screen but he dies and he's a good guy Mm -hmm. he just kept he said to hold on to your butt like four times throughout (laughs) the the movie i'm just like dude Um, i'm like 12 lines four of them are hold on to your butts <laughs> it's a good line it is a good um, line yeah that's true i mean he's not a bad guy either which also made the first movie like unpredictable right it mm. was like here's this guy that he just works there he's trying to help he went to do something that was kind of heroic really right yeah but it's not even like they didn't even make a big deal of him going out there. <laughs> they just let him go by himself without a gun. Yeah, because he's like, oh, it's just over there. I'll just run over and get it back. And you're just yeah. like, how come he hasn't come back yet? Oh, he's probably because once she gets down there, I like I was just thinking, oh, he's just hiding because, you know, the raptors are outside and he couldn't get back out or something. And yeah. then when, you know, the arm falls down and she's like, oh, Mr. Arnold turns around. You realize <laughs> it's not connected to anything. Then the raptor comes out. You're just like, oh, sh- oh. yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, that is like a terrifying scene. It is. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good at the buildup or, or the like 
they're not even really jump scares. They're just like properly placed scares that, yeah. you know, get the intensity going, you know, get your, your fight or flight kicks in kind of thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it really works like that scene where um, uh, Malcolm and what's his face are like, they're just on the walkie talkies and, and Hammond. Yeah. They can't, they can't help. Her, right so yeah. it's just like causes this extra attention that like they can hear her they can hear her scream but like they can't help in any way and like she's just on her own and um knowing that Maldun's been killed and now um Arnold it's it, you know these good guys anything could happen to her and there she is alone with this like raptor in the dark yeah yeah uh, one thing I like about Ellie in this this movie as well is that they made her a very rounded female character because usually like in a lot of movies when you have like a female character who's supposed to be like strong and independent, they essentially make them bitchy. Like I don't need anything from anybody, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Where they made her just like she's just like she's a lovely character. She's a lovely person. She's smart. She's she talks well to other people. She's having a good time. She's there for the trip. Whatevs. Yeah. But, you know, you tell her she can't do anything. And she's like, the fuck are you talking about? Of course I can do it. I'm going to do it. Get over it. And that's one thing I love about this Ellie character. Both Ellie and Lex are that way where they don't fit into this box that right. most movies put women in. Like, that's you know true. what I mean? Yeah, that is true i think sarah too in the second one because she was like very much like when malcolm showed up at the island she was like i i don't need to be saved like why are you here like leave me alone like i'm a doctor (laughs) like i'm this educated person that decided to come here like i don't need you to save me yeah Um, which i thought was great but at the same time they they were very much on the cusp of her being like that, like bitchy person. Yeah. Which kind of annoyed me. She also kind of needed to be saved because she was making some really dumb choices. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Running around with a shirt that had blood all over it. You don't think an animal would smell that? What? Or when she like brought the baby T-Rex into the motor home. Yeah. Like that. This is what I mean about stupid, smart people. You yeah. start off the movie going, oh, these are the best qualified people in their fields. And they've done They'll all this stuff. Fine. and they, You'll be fine. And then as soon they every step they take, they do the worst thing possible. And you're just like, why? Why are these people here then? You could have just been like, oh, I went down the street and picked up somebody and sent them to the jungle. That would have made more sense. It's true. Yes. Um, yeah, but it, it is, it's nice that the, yeah, the female characters are, I don't know, just not completely helpless, like stupid screaming. Like, you know, it's uh, even in the second movie, the daughter, as terrible as it all is with mm. her you know um she does defend herself using her gymnastics it's so stupid but like so stupid yeah at least it's not like she's just totally incapable of like 
defending herself. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at least they did put that there, I think for a reason, it just was so stupid. Nobody likes it. But like yeah. <laughs> at the end yes. of the day, it's like, at least she wasn't just like this helpless little girl that like, yeah. And for herself, you know? Yeah. Who just was like, yeah, she's yelled dad all the time and stuff. But at the same time she kicked ass, had ideas, you know, yeah. did stuff compared to just cowering in a corner or something. Um, but they did have her do some of the stupid kid things uh, that they always do, which is like run off in a wrong direction, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. But well, kids will do that. Kids <laughs> will do that, apparently. It's um, realistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I uh, I still have a problem with all of it, but whatever. We're, it's fine. <laughs> What, what are your thoughts, like, with the third movie um, that uh, Ellie and Grant don't end up together? Um, it's bittersweet, but unsurprising. Yeah? Like, I find, yes, they went through a trauma together, but, and even though by the end of the first movie, because at the start of it, you know, you know, Grant doesn't like kids. He doesn't, it's clear he doesn't want kids. And she's already trying to like convince him, like if it's your kids, it's different. Or if it's a different kid, it'll be different, you know, compared to like this obnoxious example that you've been given. And it's proven that, you know, if you meet kids that are great, you will like them and it'll be fine and it'll be good. But that doesn't mean somebody wants their own kids, but she clearly wanted kids. And I think I, it's obvious that they, mutually broke up and this was probably the crux of the problem in the relationship and she's like i want kids i gotta go you know um but at the same time i'm very happy that they were still friends at least mm-hmm. you know and that he is willing to try to get along with her kids anyways right yeah yeah it would have been a different movie if they were still together <laughs> like it's oh, like yes. Because then he'd have kids at home and then she'd have to leave the kids to go rescue him or something. Um, I, don't, I, yeah. don't, I don't know what would happen. But yeah, it's it's interesting, though, because it wasn't like for, you know, a large Hollywood film. It didn't have that kind of like happy ending for um, the, the relationship. Because it's interesting with with that film specifically, the third one, you have the divorced parents working together to find their kid. And in the end, they get back together. It's this like happy ending, right? Yeah. Um, These two characters you really hate uh, getting back together, but then the two characters you really love and want to be together, like don't end up together. And it's like this reverse thing that's really weird and like... um, then in the uh, fourth one in Jurassic World, the the reason why the kids are being sent um, to the amusement park is because their parents are getting a divorce. And then at the end, they're still just getting a divorce. There's no like nothing <laughs> like fixed by it or anything, you know? Yeah. But it was just interesting that like the third one, it was like that these two awful people are getting back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should not be together in any way, shape, or form, even throughout all of that. Like, they know. Like, I think I think probably, like, a month after they got off, 
and they're just like all the adrenaline's gone, their life's calmed down and stuff. They're back home. They separated again for sure, for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They seems like. Um, I mean, they're both really annoying, and <laughs> it's such. I mean, William H Macy is like such an incredible actor. This was such a terrible role, you know. Like, um, it it's just like disappointing, and there was no depth to that character at all. And like, None whatsoever, yeah. Then they just like they make up and now they're not getting divorced or like the, the mother, I don't even remember what her name is. Um, she like <laughs> the scene where like um, the, her boyfriend or whether whatever falls from the tree and the like parachute and he's just like a corpse. And it's like, she's like a, a little bit scared by the fact that it's a corpse, but like, there's no like, <laughs> Morning period over none like, whatsoever your dead like partner like it was just like oh I'm just gonna like get back together with my ex husband yeah <laughs> well that's the thing like that scene where the corpse comes down and she gets tangled up with it and stuff and she's screaming and kicking I was like oh my god that is actually like a realistic reaction to that that's really good and then she storms away into the jungle as they're running from dinosaurs that are trying to kill them and eat them into completely nowhere. And then the husband follows her, gives her a hug, and then they're just like, hey, dinosaur eggs. And then that's it. That is yeah, that it. is the whole mourning period. Yeah, Nobody no- mentions him again. Nobody cares <laughs> about him again. Nobody's yeah. like, hey, what happened to that guy? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody or even wrong. like the, the traumatized child they find who would have like witnessed his horrible death. <laughs> he doesn't even talk about it. He doesn't even talk about it. Yeah. Like... But it, it, but none of it, none of it makes sense. Like, just none of it makes sense. Like, how well, did he survive, for example? Like, I understand what he did, and I know he's read Malcolm, um, uh, not Malcolm's book. Well, he read Malcolm's book, but Grant's book as well. Better. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think they had, like, you know, diversion tactics for raptors as a chapter. Like, I, like... Yeah. I'd also like, why are all these kids reading these like scientific books? Like, yeah. These aren't like just like fun books about like dinosaurs. Like this is like scientific research. All these yeah. kids are so into that. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, it, okay. In the first movie, it's kind of explained. You have a grandfather who's obsessed with dinosaurs and a kid who's a giant nerd who also likes dinosaurs. So he read the book. That's fine. I understood that one. But this random kid made no sense to me. It made no sense to have read his book. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Yeah. And Ian Malcolm's book, too. He is a a (laughs) statistician who is into chaos theory. That is not something a little kid randomly picks up and is just like, oh, he seemed full of himself when I read it. You're like 12. Get over yourself. (laughs) It's very true. Um, well, I mean, there are a lot of parts, you know, there, there are specific scenes in these movies that don't make any sense. I know you, you pointed out before, um, about the scene with the, the, the T-Rex coming out of the, um, the paddock. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, there's a, there's no drop when the T-Rex walks out over his fence. Mm-hmm. But then a minute and a half later, there's like this deep drop that everybody's being thrown over this like cement wall. 
Yeah. Um, this like giant cliff just kind of appears out of nowhere. Well, the thing is too about that scene. So, so they have the goat on like a ledge thing and a, you know, just waiting to be eaten or whatever. Then the T-Rex shows up, eats it. Its head is above the car because that's how the leg falls onto the top of the car. But also when you look over the, the ground is at like the T-Rex's neck for some reason. You're just like, either T-Rexes are much bigger than I thought, (laughs) or this is a short T-Rex. I don't know. Either, either way. And then afterwards, he steps out and you're just like, oh, you're at ground level. How did that happen? Even though you haven't moved. And then the car goes over in the exact same spot. And you're like, it's a cliff. Yeah, it's a huge cliff. It's like, this is this makes no sense, but it's still very exciting. Because to be (laughs) honest, it was probably the like 20th time I watched this movie where I was like, wait, wait, wait a second. What? What is this is wrong? What is happening here? And then the internet was just like, oh my God, wrong things in Jurassic Park. This is impossible. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I always like in my mind made up for it, like that it was like the car got pushed to the left and that's where that cliff is, but it it doesn't make any sense. It's- yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I keep trying to think, I'm like, well, maybe what it is is that there's like there's like a dip. And it comes back out and there's a hill. But then if you look at the scene, because they show the area after while they're climbing down and stuff. And it's just a tree on one side because that's how the car ends up in a tree. Right. And then on the other side, you see just a, a long blank wall. So you're just like, none of this is, I don't think the T-Rex climbed up the tree to climb out. I don't think that's how that worked. Maybe that's why they have such little arms. They're good for climbing. Ooh, maybe. They're just like, hey, I can hold on to the tiny branches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the scene that always really bothered me, I mean, there's a few of them, but <laughs> one that always really bothered me is to go back to that scene where they're all in that room and um, uh, Alexis is like on the computer trying to get all the doors to oh she's like i'm a hacker right and it's it's a unix system but it's yeah. visual completely visual visuals, i wish every computer had that that would be really helpful but that's not even the part that bothers me the part that bothered me was grant um and ellie are holding the door and oh, yes, I know what ellie doing. is trying to like grant's yelling at her to get the gun and she can't reach it with her foot because she needs to hold the door shut for because the raptors are there and she yeah. keeps reaching and reaching and there's so much tension and then tim is just standing there <laughs> behind lex and yeah. like at one point like almost like drumming on the back of her chair because he can't he, he's so worried and has nothing to do and it's yeah. like no tim go get the gun yeah. tim. Exactly. Get the gun, Tim. Like, like, he, he, like <laughs> why? Why yeah. are you standing there? It's not like he's like, you know, a toddler. He's like yeah. 12 years old. He can go get the gun. gun like, yeah. Like he doesn't have to shoot it. He just has to pick it up and give it to an adult. That's or even kick it towards them so they yeah. can reach it. Like there's just, you know, not a helpful kid. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that, like, not just the visual representation on the screen, but the slowness of the mouse movement drove me nuts. <laughs> because it's just like, oh, we have to make sure the audience sees 
all of it. And like, she's holding the mouse and like, we know holding a mouse is just like, you know, six inch movements across your whole screen and stuff. But her, she's like stretching her arm on to the other side of the table. It's over here. Just like, no, that's no, that's not that's, how it works. That's how they worked in the 90s. Don't you remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, that whole scene is bothersome. Uh, everything about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a frustrating scene. Um, also, one thing I picked up. So, you know, a couple of years ago, um, there was a big you know controversy that you know was a spoiler to everybody is that mac um, or apple doesn't allow bad guys in movies to use their technology so it's the way to pick out like a bad guy in a movie is to see if they're they're using a mac phone or not and if they're using a mac phone they're a good guy if they're not whatever so in this one there is a scene with wayne knight at his computer and they do, uh, it's when he's like synchronizing his watch and he's like clicking his watch and then clicking down on the, the keyboard. They do a close up, like they zoom in and it's a Mac. It's a Macintosh. It says Macintosh has got the, the apple, that's the rainbow and everything. Really? And it's like, what? I guess you hadn't put that policy in place yet. Yeah. There what you go. birds discovered that? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes and I also love the fact that Wayne Knight's name is Nedry which is just like D and R and nerdy you know transpose you guys aren't even you're not even trying (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's not even a name yeah Um, oh and I also thought of another continuity problem in this movie that really frustrated me uh, that has to do with uh, Wayne Knight's character. So you know when he gets eaten by the whatever dinosaur? Yeah. Because um, he's he's lost, and then he, like, hits a tree and goes over, like, the side or whatever. Yeah. And then he sees the road. But it's right in front of the sign for this dinosaur, like, that enclosure. But the thing is, that enclosure was the first stop on the Jurassic Park ride in the car, like the start, where they looked out and they didn't see anything and the car kept going. So there should have been, how is that the same road that goes to the dock? There's no track on the road. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how are you there? That doesn't make any sense. So that was the other thing that bothered me. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. I don't <laughs> have no idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to see an actual map of Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and how it's all laid out. Yeah, where are these attractions exactly? I where would, are like, these attractions? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing that bothered me about it too is like the whole time they kept calling it an amusement park. I'm like, it's a fucking zoo, guys. It's a zoo. Yeah, that's it's a zoo. It's a zoo. Yeah. Like I know you you engineered the them, but they are living creatures and you have put them behind cages, no matter how big the cages are, for yeah. people to come and stare at and point at. It's well, I zoo. think I mean that's I think one of the reasons why they don't call it a zoo is because there is a bit of this commentary on, you know, not treating animals like they're alive, right? Like mm. in our society and 
it especially becomes more apparent in the later films with the Jurassic World, right? Where it's just like they're mistreating the animals or in these little cages, like, mm. they, you know, and like they are living, breathing animals. So it's the fact that they are treating it like an amusement park and not a zoo that's like actually really problematic, right? Like yeah. they don't treat like they're alive. Well, but I think my problem is too, because even if they called it like a, a living museum or something i'd be fine with it but my my thing is is that an amusement park has rides and i know at the beginning where they're going they're sitting down in that one room and they're like oh it's kind of like a ride fine but what there's no like is the is the car tour considered a ride so you're yeah. so it's just one ride yeah. for the whole thing well, yeah, because it's like they don't want like it's like they're basically not acknowledging that they're living creatures. So they don't want to call them living things because they're, you know, um, treating them like a commodity rather than like a living, breathing thing, which is like, um, you know, like M- Malcolm saying, like, you can't control like nature. You're pretending like it's not nature it, it that you can control it, that it is just like. Uh, commodity and so I think that's why they stay away from language like zoo or living anything or animal or anything they're just it's they're products yeah they call them uh they call them creatures and they call them dinosaurs Mm -hmm. uh, but they don't call them animals or or uh well the doctors do they call the the doctors call them living um animals but yeah no no corporate individual calls them uh, a living animal that is for sure yeah and then i mean in jurassic world that like the lead lady i can't remember her name she um is it claire yes claire uh she um you know there's that scene where the they think that dinosaur escapes but it didn't actually escape it's like hiding in the um pen or like whatever but like they had kept it in this like in captivity in this tiny little area for this giant dinosaur without socializing it or anything because she she really just like refuses throughout the whole first half of the movie to acknowledge that they're animals right like Mm it's um she doesn't treat them like animals until it's like she sees like the dying brachiosauruses like there's like because that thing just like mauled them all and like and she's so upset and then she's like that it kicks in for her that it's like they're they're actual animals like not um i don't know like (laughs) well i think for a lot of the movies she calls them assets instead of animals she refers to them as assets yeah 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 i think that's that's definitely like a a distancing mechanism you know because if you if you can treat something horribly, you have to ignore the fact that it's alive and whatever, or be a soci a psychopath, not sociopath, psychopath. Um, then yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. always fun. Yeah. Um, one one of the other scenes that like to me was just kind of ridiculous and um, didn't make any sense is in uh, the second movie mm-hmm. um at the end when the lawyer is in the ship with the baby t-rex 
And then I don't know if it's the mama T-Rex. You called it the daddy T-Rex, but I always referred to it as the mama T-Rex. Yeah, because it, it is the dad T-Rex because they mention. So so um, the main hunter dude, I forget what his name is, um, played by Peter Postelowate. Oh, Roland. Um, so he's like the main hunter guy. Who who like tells them like you know you don't you don't want to be here, set up shop over there or follow my rules or get out of here. He's that guy, and he says I don't want. I see the dinosaurs. I don't need any payment anymore. What I want is to hunt a, a T Rex, a buck, um, and kill it and take it home. That's gonna be my payment. Then he's like okay, and at the end when they're leave, not at the end, but when they're getting ready to leave the island and they've packed up all the di- the dinosaurs and they only have one full-size dinosaur, he says, um, the bad guy, uh, Peter, uh, like the, the corporate chill who gets eaten at the end, he's like, oh, we've got your prize, the buck, you know, and we're going to take him back. And that, like, buck means it's a boy. So I was like, oh, it's the daddy. Right. Gotcha. I forgot about that and I had always I was like you know when the dinosaur like looks at the baby and it's just like seems like such a proud mama moment that yeah is killing this dude Uh, (laughs) but yeah in in that scene the the lawyer dude or whatever he is he's like with the the baby t-rex and um the 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 buck the the daddy Mm t-rex comes and like sneaks up behind him which is like doesn't make any sense it's like this giant dinosaur creeping down into this ship that's on water at that on water doesn't shake the boat doesn't make a single noise and just creeps up on this dude to like attack him or get his baby to attack him that part also didn't make any sense to me but also the thing that bothered me about that scene is so you can see him creeping in the background and you can see the doors open and he looks he's so much smaller than when he like bursts open the first time because when he bursts open the whole the first time his head is like half the size of the opening right yes you know Yeah. And even when they like they tranquilize him and he's sinking back down again, his head is like half the size. Yeah. But when you see him sneaking in, he's just like a little guy in the background. And you're just yeah. like, I-, I think you're you're having proportion issues, CG guys. <laughs> <laughs> Agree. Yeah. yeah. So that part really annoyed me. I also am mad about the part where the T-Rex. First of all, the T-Rex breaks out of a ship that is beside water. Mm-hmm. and leaves and then they say you know how are we gonna find it they say follow the screams whatever and then they're like well where do you think he's going oh he's gonna go find a source of water <laughs> he was beside water i what guess are you talking it's about salt water maybe but also pool water isn't better it's a lot of chemicals i think animals will drink it though I guess, yeah. They won't drink salt water. I think but, that's that's all it was. It, was it also was okay, but also <laughs> in that scene when he's drinking the pool water, you find out he eats the family dog, and I was real pissed about that. I was just like, "That's you know. right, that's another good guy that dies in the list." 
Yeah. All puppies that die were a good guy. That's wrong. Yeah. I did like that scene though, like where it's like the little kid sees the dinosaur, but like his parents like don't believe him. Like yeah. <laughs> I love too, he doesn't even start screaming. He just gets up and he's like, There's a fucking dinosaur outside. <laughs> There's a dinosaur out the window. And the parents were just like, this is what this is what happens when you get fish. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I did like that whole thing, but I was still mad the dog had to die. Very yeah. upsetting. Very sad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it looked like a very nice dog, too. So all tail waggy and, and whatnot. Well, I'm sure the dog that played that dog is well you know what it was 1993 he's probably not with us either (laughs) he's probably legitimately dead i mean i know it's jurassic world jurassic world was uh 1997 (laughs) still dead um poor dog poor (laughs) dog yes yeah Uh, uh yeah i don't know jurassic world kind of just like i watched it um on tuesday and I must admit, I liked it more than I remembered liking it before. Right? Yeah. It grows on you. It does grow on you. It really it does. Um, I think it's just because it's it's kind of... If you don't pay too much attention to it, it's just like a fun adventure. Yay, adventure. Yes. You know? Agreed. But then when you pay attention to it and you realize everything about this movie is wrong and it's stupid and it's cruel and makes no sense that you're just like, oh, okay. Yes. Like there's no, there's no way the government of the U S is going to, okay. You know, a giant dinosaur being transported into the middle of what San Diego, um, Especially after, like, you know, five years before, I think, is, is the, the timeline in the movie. Yeah. Uh, di- the dinosaurs got out and murdered a bunch of people on an island. So, I don't know. I think. I don't I know. That would be I, a problem. Yeah. You know, America would be crazy. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. They do do some crazy stuff over there sometimes, don't they? Yeah. Like, more often than not. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so it could happen if they felt like they're gonna make money or be the first to do it, you know, they might, you know. Um, but you know, it's it's interesting because you do hear like stories about like cloning and stuff, and like there there are things like this kind of taking place now. Like I don't know that anybody well, cloned I mean, a dinosaur, but well, to be honest, I I believe uh, it's what Grisham who wrote this book, right? Or no, Crichton. No. Crichton wrote it, um, but I believe Crichton's like um, inspiration was cloning technology that was happening at that time. Like it was just before what is it? The sheep dolly came out or whatever. That was like that was like in the early nineties. Yeah, and people were losing their shit about it. You know, cloning technology. We're all gonna lose it. And then we had all those movies about like cloning and the wrongs of cloning and TV shows about clones and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so like it's very much, you know, in that vein, but it's it, yeah, I, I think it it's it does point to the question of like just because we can, should we? You know, yeah. um 
because stuff like this leads to you know like Blade Runner where you have like another slave race being created or goes to Jurassic Park where you have crazy animals killing people or you know it goes to I don't know space above and beyond where you have like you know random space jockeys protecting the earth and they get blown up all the time like it's a it can go into horrible places or it can go into great places where you're just like my dog died I want a dog exactly like it okay here's your new dog yeah I think that's something that's like really they're working on right now it might already be happening I think totally possible like I think I've heard of that as a thing yeah but I think I think the sad thing is that um, no matter the good intentions of somebody creating any technology, somebody will find a way to abuse it or use it in like an awful, evil way to oppress or kill or destroy or, or something at some point in time. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, to be honest, like these Jurassic Park movies, like they've developed, you know, viable cloning technology. And I'm very surprised it took until the second Jurassic World movie for them to be like, oh, here are other implications that this was used for. Because in it, you find out that they've cloned a little girl. Right. Yeah. Um, and you find out that it's not, she's not a little girl whose parents have died. It's a clone of this man's daughter who he's been saying was her mother the whole time. Who's dead. Right. Yes. So like, it's the first implication that this technology is being used in a different way. But as soon as they were like, Hammond did what, you know, this technology exists. Oh, we're going to start using it for different things. You know, that's what happened. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen, right? Like as soon as they have a major breakthrough and they can see all the other things that can be done with it, there's really no stopping them, right? Like it's such a, it's such a gray area because there's so much good that can be done with cloning, like cloning organs for uh people who need like transplants and stuff like there's so many good things that can happen from it and then you can also see through movies like this one and others like what could possibly go wrong Mm -hmm. um and then what what what's to stop anyone what rules are in place to really stop people because you have a judicial system that's doesn't necessarily keep up with um, technology as fast as it's evolving. Yeah. And it's like, so you can't necessarily prevent people from inventing these things or, or moving forward with them, even though um, ethically, morally might not be right nothing to, to necessarily prevent them from doing it yeah but even if like you said even if it's technology like say he created just to clone organs for you know liver failure and heart transplants and blah 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 there is it would take years and years and years and years and years for them to put you know things in place to stop them from abusing it or to 
overly capitalize on it or, you know, torture people with it or, or something like that. Right. And yeah, that's where the bad will come in. People will abuse loopholes in the system and like, and there's nothing you can do about it until the laws are in place or until you find a way to stop them from doing it. Yeah. Jurassic Park, you know, with them doing all this stuff, I think what, I mean, it was a bit like, it's before it's time, really. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I know there was like a little bit of that going on. Like the, the idea of cloning was really new and um, the books were written and um, I don't know, like that, that quote, I, I'm forgetting exactly how it is, but like, you never, um, you were so busy thinking about whether you could, you never stopped to think whether you should. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just so perfect, you know, it's just yeah. like, just sums it up so perfectly that it's like, you know, science really is evolving so quickly and it's so hard to say you shouldn't do that or you should stop because you don't want to stop progress. Like, isn't it mm. Elon Musk who's like right now experimenting on monkeys to they he's like there's something been inserted in their brain so that they can do things telepathically. So they can oh, yes, I do. Uh, video games and stuff telepathically. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just like, is that a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've like, all seen Planet of the Apes, guys. Like, Come on. <laughs> it's like, just because you can does not mean you should. Good, and yeah. like, but there's nothing in place other than, you know, I mean, there was some limited human or animal rights laws, very limited ones. We mm-hmm. treat animals terribly and everyone gets away with it. Yeah. But other than that, there's really nothing to stop someone like that who has billions and billions and billions of dollars, one of the richest men on the planet, from just doing whatever, you know, like whatever he feels like, whatever crazy idea he comes up with, throwing so much money at it. Yeah. I really like the, but the thing is, is they get away with this because. You know, their first thing is like, do you want us to test on humans? Do you want us to do this way? This is how we've done, um, you know, experimentation before to to help our modern society and blah, 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 blah. Because, yeah, back in the day, there were absolutely no restrictions. They tortured all kinds of animals to do all kinds of crazy things, you know, yeah. to get better makeup and good perfumes. They're and, still and, doing all of and that. They're still doing all of it. Um, but, you know, there's it's still under the guise of scientific research compared to torture, uh, but it's still uncomfortable. It's still wrong on so many levels. Um, But there are so many people who are so obsessed with like, our world still needs to evolve. We still have to learn how to do things and technologies and blah, blah, blah. And like there, by now there has to be some other way for us to do this, you know? Yeah. I mean, really, the only power you have, you know, is, like, as a consumer, as, like, what you buy, how you use your wallet, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, it's so frustrating 
because I feel like you, you have to do so much research buying products and understanding where they're coming from. And it's, it's time consuming. And it's not possible to like, clear every single supply chain and know exactly where every single piece of a product comes from. But it's like, that's what it's come to is like, it's on the consumer, because none of these companies care at all. They might pretend they do, but they don't care. All they care about is money. And and, and that's really like, the, the only power you have is to do your research, you know, um, don't buy a Tesla, uh, stop ordering shit from Amazon. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to cosmetics, checking that they're not tested on animals, mm-hmm. um, all of that stuff. And it, it's time consuming, but it's really like the only power I feel like I have over any of it, you know, yeah. is to just, well, okay, well, this guy's batshit crazy and I'm not buying, not that I could afford a Tesla anyway, but like, yeah. I'm not buying from you, okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're not saving up for the Tesla. That's, I'm not that's saving thing. for a Tesla. If I won the lottery tomorrow, I'm not buying a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Like I you find, know. I find like these, these rich billionaires are more and more turning into like comic book villains and it's just so like oh, it's true. It's it's gradual but ridiculous and very obvious at the same time. Like they're they're clearly make like they're they're genius billionaires who are megalomaniacs. Yeah, you want to take over the world. You want to you want to do some crazy shit. I get it. Like, yeah. but God, don't try to be less obvious about it. And then you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's tough, because it's also just like, I don't know, like, it's so hard to, how do you stop it? Like, you know, what I mean, like, globally, like, if, if the American government told him to stop experimenting on monkeys, he'd just go to another country and and do that research. Like, you know, what I mean, it's just like, there's no way to really like, stop. But that's how a lot of that's how a lot of companies do it. They're just like, oh, I can't do this here. I'm just going to go over there and do it. And yeah. then, you know, and- what they bring into the country is technically legal and technically fine. Yeah. So they get away with it. And there's so many people out there who are just like, oh, here's a thing that's cool or here's a thing that's cheap. I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. Compared to like, where is this coming from? Who made this? What is this made yeah. of? Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's hard. Like I, I know for a fact, you know, I break sometimes. I'm just like, I just need something cheap and I'll get somebody to order something off of Amazon for me. Fine. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm just like, Oh no, I've contributed to the system. Yes. And, and, and yeah. then it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, does it like really even matter? Like, should I feel this much guilt over this tiny little thing that I do? And there's all these people out there doing all these like way worse things. things you know? yeah. And it's like, how much of my time do I need to spend on this when like, you know, I don't know how much of a difference in the grand scheme of things it even makes. But, yeah. you know, and, and on top of that, like, what, how do you stop progress? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's some of this scientific research could be used for good things too. So how do you say like this shouldn't happen? Yeah. Because you don't know until 
they do the research, what its potential is. You like, you know what I mean? So like, how do you, how do you, how do you balance stop? that and how do you stop it? Yeah, exactly. But I think too, with our capitalist society, the, the focus on activism for the small man or the, the small woman or the basic everyday person it's like you're the one who has to do anything you're the one who's ruining the world like because even with like with like um uh like climate change and all that kind of stuff it's it's you know the little person has to do all the recycling but you know a hundred thousand people could recycle but one plant can put out you know quadruple the amount of pollutants than those hundred people recycle those ten thousand people recycling but the people recycling are the ones who are like, oh my God, I have to do this to save our planet. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the plant pu- pumping out all of this pollution is just yeah. like, and it, I'm making stuff. We've been brainwashed. We have, yeah. Because recycling is like, like it's less than 10% of anything actually gets recycled anyway. So we're going through all these motions to make us feel better and not think about things because I put it in the blue bin instead of the black bin and that helps you sleep at night rather than if you put it all in the black bin you might actually stop and think about what's actually happening and like why are we like how much you're actually wasting and and if you if you did that for like three months you place every single item you receive into the black bin instead of the blue bin you might actually reassess things and it's such a basic thing like it doesn't matter though because it's like you put it in the blue bin it ends up in the black bin later on anyway you're just not seeing it See, right yeah. and it's like it's gone and it makes you feel better because you imagine that it's getting reused somewhere and it's not it's just yeah. in a landfill well, and that's the thing, like you have all of these companies or like uh, restaurants and stuff now, which I think is great. They, you know, you get takeout food and you, you you get them in reusable containers. You don't throw them out. But unfortunately, maybe I eat out too much or whatever, but it's also been many years since they've been doing this. I have so many of these containers. I can't reuse all of them. Yeah, I don't have storage for them. Yeah. So then I end up throwing out like, every other one so like half of them get thrown out or put in the recycling anyways yeah and i'm just like am i saving anything did, yeah. did i help anyone oh no, no i'm doing this wrong you know what yeah I mean? but then people are doing that but then they're also buying brand new plastic tupperware containers made of plastic even though there's like 800 plastic takeout containers sitting around you yeah. it's like no i've got to buy this new plastic to yeah, use because... for my lunches I couldn't possibly use a takeout container and it's like again you're being brainwashed to buy new things Thanks. that you do not need you're receiving them for free every time you order food just reuse them like yeah. you don't need to buy new plastics yeah and like I try my best to to use them and all that kind of stuff but I literally have this like giant stack that's yeah, just we all, there we all. we all do yeah yeah yeah, and they're not recyclable. They're not recyclable. They're just, you have to put them in oh, the garbage. So, so washing them and putting them in recycling means they still ended up in the garbage anyways. Yeah, they, we, we don't recycle blast, black plastics. What? So anything black is just going in the garbage. Well, now that saved me some time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, this is why it's all so problematic, too. It's like, again, they're telling us, well, now we're giving you a reusable container. And it's like, well, the reusable container only gets reused by a small portion of the population, maybe once or twice, not even long term. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up in the landfill. And Anyways. it won't decompose ever. Mm-hmm. And like, there's just, I mean, it's just so bad, like what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and none of us are stopping to really think about it. I don't think people aren't stopping to think. I think a lot of people are just at a point where they're just like, if I don't do this, then what am I going to do? Right? Like the idea of, uh, like one of the, the biggest problems with stuff going in a landfill is that um, garbage bags are plastic, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So you put, you can, like, if you don't, if you're not in a place that, like, you can compost or something, you throw everything out. And technically, if it goes in a landfill, it composts inside of a plastic bag, but doesn't help the environment or, you know, gets put back into the soil or anything because it's trapped in this container. But the problem is, is that if you put garbage in, say, paper bags, it leaks everywhere, it makes a mess, it does all of this stuff. And you're just like, well, now I have to buy paper bags for my garbage. Then I have to buy all these cleaning products to clean it, which are using more chemicals, you know, that makes that's also bad for the ends up being bad for the environment. Then you're just like, well, what am I supposed to do? Then yeah. they try to come up with like thinner bags or they try to come come up with biodegradable bags. But the problem with biodegradable bags is that if you have a bag for too long, it biodegrades and then you can't use it anymore and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So like people are trying to come up with solutions, but it's they're not there yet. Like they haven't figured it out. And the problem is it's taking too long to figure out. There are people who are willing, you know, to change their habits. They're willing to do these things, but they can't because it's not available and they don't have the ideas to do it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like I'm sitting here looking at my recycling and I'm just like, I feel bad. I do feel bad sometimes about it because I'm just like, I live by myself, but sometimes I do create a lot of waste and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what the fuck do I do with all this stuff? And then you end up just throwing it out because I can't, I can't recycle every single bottle I have. I can't turn every bottle I get into like a cup or something, you know, or I can't, you know, I squish all of the, you know, aluminum cans. It goes into the recycling. I, you know, I take down pizza boxes, but pizza boxes, if they've got oil stains, that part has to be cut out because that part can't be recycled and contaminate the recycling, blah, 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 blah. And it's just this like horrible cycle of like, well, today I'm tired. I'm just going to throw everything out in the garbage. And then I feel bad about it. Like for five days later, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's funny it's just like you feel bad about it but then it's like you put it in the blue bin and you don't feel bad about it but it's literally like basically the same thing and then it, but like somehow we've convinced ourselves that it's not and it's it's crazy and it's marketing and like we've been sold this idea that recycling is the answer and it is not the answer we need to reduce waste and like we could do it like right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and everybody needs to get on board like these and especially these companies because again it shouldn't all be 
the consumer having this guilt all the time or feeling bad every time they take the garbage out. It's like these companies need to change. Yeah, they do. They really, really do. Because they create more garbage than any neighborhood can create Mm -hmm. uh, within like a day. And so it can be, but then a lot of the companies are like, well, people keep buying it. People want it. So we have to make more to like supply and demand, you know? And you're just like, I get it, but maybe try to do better, try to figure out a better way to manufacture, try to figure out better packaging, try to figure out better waste management, try to figure out all of these things. But then you have all these companies who are just like, it's going to cost us $10. That's too much. It's going to, you know, cut through our bottom line. Mm -hmm. You're just like, you know, and then you have like reports, like, there's a report today about Apple um, supply chains uh, cost them six billion dollars last year. And I'm like, I'm sorry, if a supply chain problem, you've still made like eight hundred billion dollars last year. Yeah. And you want me to cry for you about your six billion dollars? Please. Yeah. Please. I'm not sad for you. <laughs> and then that means they're going to hike up prices on things. They're going to make yeah. They're going to make a, a new computer that you're going to need a new cable for. So you got to rebuy all your cables. Like, yeah. yeah. And then all the old cables go in the garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're back where we started. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyways, recycled animals. <laughs> Dinosaurs are back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Now, now we've gone on a tirade about corporations and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I guess, I guess the movie is about that kind of tirade, you know, because one of the things Hammond, every time there's a problem or anytime anybody mentions anything, Hammond keeps saying um, he spared no expense. Yeah. And I was like, sometimes you can't just throw money at a problem. You know, sometimes it's something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with him saying that all the time, when um, when Wayne Knight's character, the the bad guy in the first movie, is bitching about money problems, all this kind of stuff, I'm like, so the guy who's creating your security systems, doing all your your automation for your company, you went with the cheapest guy, and that really confused me. <laughs> well, I think he said that, didn't he? Like, um to the 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 lawyer dude or whatever who I don't know who that guy was at the beginning who he the one that's purchasing the DNA from him oh him yes so yeah so he when the bill gets set down um he looks away like he's not gonna play pay the bill and then um what's his name the nerdy guy what is his name <laughs> nedry nedry yeah n-e-d-r-y nedry okay yeah. nerdy nedry yeah. um so he says don't uh don't get cheap on me uh, now he he said that that was hammond's mistake yeah 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 well because and and too when uh hammond is bitching and he's bitching and Hammond's like, I'm not going to get into the discussion with you again, you know, and he's like, he's like, uh, um, people would bid, you know, three times as much for this work, usually that he does. And I'm like, 
Like, why would you skimp on the one thing that is like most important to this issue? Because if he paid good money for it, I'm not saying nothing would have gone wrong. It's just the reason things would have gone wrong wouldn't have been some asshole doing it on purpose. Yeah. But who knows, right? Like, I mean, he was probably just, he's probably paid decently, but he's just also. I don't. I don't know. He was getting what is it? Uh uh 1.5 million or whatever to 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 betray Hammond and uh-huh. to be honest, based on the size of the place and the work he was supposedly doing, he should definitely have gotten over much more than a million dollars to do that kind of work. Right. Like that's a crazy amount of work over a long period of time. And he's it, from the looks of it, he was doing it by himself. Okay. As well, right? So oh. if he can get bought off with $1.5 million, he was not getting paid enough money for what he was doing. It does seem like not very much money for a bunch of dinosaur DNA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the 90s. So I guess maybe, I don't know. It seems like a lot more. Five million. Yeah. Million. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, but apparently he spent tons of money on ice cream, a really good chef, uh, some cool merch and some cool, that one room where they're having dinner and he's trying to like sell it to them. And it's just like a bunch of projectors projecting random things all over the room. What is that room? What is the point of that room? But he obviously spent a lot of money on that room. I mean, that's just like a boardroom, I felt like, you know. Yeah, but you'd have dinner in there with the weird lighting and the 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 weird pictures and it's like only lit by the projection, by the projected pictures, it seemed like. Yeah, it looked just like somewhere they would do like presentations. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Uh. But uh, but my other thing is, too, is so when the kids get back to the compound as well and they're like they there's a big spread of like uh, fruits and vegetables and like mm-hmm. uh, like desserts and all this kind of stuff. I'm sorry. Is the chef still there? Did the <laughs> chef get eaten? Like, did nobody care about this chef? That my was- theory is that the chef was working on the food before but but had to leave to catch the last ship and threw out all the food out there because otherwise it would have just gone to waste so they just put it out put out everything yeah but also that means that food had been sitting there for like a good like a full day oh yeah but it was like mostly cakes and stuff that's true it was like yeah it was a lot of fruits and vegetables and and cake yeah it's true yeah it wasn't like a turkey or something yeah (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That's true. Okay, now that now you put it that way, okay, that makes sense. Um, but she did ha- she did have Jello because when she started shaking and the Jello's just all wobbly in her spoon, I was like, I could go for some Jello right about now. <laughs> so gross. What Jello is great. I don't do Jello. <laughs> I don't know. There's something. It's it's practically a Newtonian liquid, and it's just like squishy and juicy, but also solid. You gotta bite it. It's great. No. 
I, when I was a kid, my parents took us for a weekend to this like, like hotel resort thing, you know, mm-hmm. and at it, there was like an all you could eat buffet. And they had at this buffet so much jello, like so much jello for reasons I have no idea. Like it was like the only dessert. Um, and it was just like, all you could eat jello. Yeah. So my brothers and I literally ate all you could eat jello for an entire <laughs> weekend. Yeah. And I've never been able to eat jello since then. And it was only red jello. So it was oh. like he ate red jello like four times a day for like three days. And I was just like, I can't. I I so, really So can't. what you're saying is you've eaten a lifetime's worth of jello in three days and you're just over it. Yeah, like it's I feel nauseous thinking about jello. Like okay. I see that I understand. I get that because that's happened to me with a couple of things. Um, but but yeah, no, I, I get that totally. Good. I'm glad you get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh what else? I don't know. I, I think we've covered a lot with these movies. Yeah, I mean, we did basically five movies <laughs> like did. i mean the fifth movie we couldn't talk much about because neither of us remember that much about it yeah um, no, i should rewatch that one i but... just re- i just remember the dinosaurs being let go at the end and the girl being a clone sorry spoiler i don't know yeah it's been a while this whole uh, show is about spoilers <laughs> What are you talking about? that's true <laughs> why is anybody <laughs> listening to this if they haven't watched these movies you never know. Somebody might be curious. They'll be like, what? <laughs> I wonder what those Jurassic Park movies are like. I'll check out this <laughs> podcast and hope there's no spoilers. But also, I think at this point, especially the original uh, one, it's almost 30 years old. I think, I, like, you can't yell spoiler anymore at it. It's just like, no. Yeah. yeah. I think if any... If, Anything that's over 10 years old, you can't yell spoiler at. No, it's, I don't care if you haven't seen it. It's 10 years is more than enough time to watch it. Sucks to be you. But anything under 10 years, you should be like, did you see this? You should see this. And then, yes. I completely agree. I I really feel like there's like a one year limit on things. Unless it's Um, like something like you're talking to somebody and they've never heard heard of it before then you cannot just continue and spoil it for them <laughs> but like yeah. if it's something like everybody knows exists like jurassic park yeah or like or like oh my god i can't believe darth vader was luke's father what, what? that happened <laughs> what Jeez, Stacey, you're ruining it how, how could you ah yeah i'm just gonna watch those star war movies <laughs> Or Titanic. Oh my god, when that boat sank? What? That's crazy. (laughs) Like, I still remember when that movie came out, people were just like, don't tell me the boat sank, you're spoiling it. I'm like, I realized that was a real thing that happened, right? The boat was gonna sink no matter Um, what. Yeah. um... (laughs) Isn't there a story about like, um, oh, what's his face? Why can't I remember anybody's name today? Uh, the guy who doesn't age. Uh, 
<laughs> I am not helping. Character or actor? Says actor. Like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, like I, I think there's a story about him and the, the, um, the. I think it's Titanic, where he, he, he was getting fired from his job, or because of this, he got fired. Where he was like telling everybody like the boat sings in Titanic or something like that. And I was like, and he got fired because he was spoiling the ending of the movie for people. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Uh, Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was, it was, oh no, maybe it wasn't Paul Rudd. Maybe it was somebody else. Uh, <laughs> Who was firing Paul Rudd? What? <laughs> No, but like it was, it was one of those things. No, I guess he would have been famous at that time already because he would have already done Clueless. I forget who it was. It was some celebrity. They were working at a movie theater at the time, and they were like, "They're like, we got, I got fired for telling people that the boat sinks." And I was just like, that's "What?" Insane. Hopefully, they were just kidding because, like, otherwise, that's insane. <laughs> But I guess it's pretty funny. Like if you worked at a movie theater and every single person that came in to buy popcorn from you, you really told them the ending of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, if I go see a movie called Titanic, I'm going to be like, I'm assuming the boat sings. Because if the boat doesn't sing, that would be a spoiler. Yeah. Like the boat sinking, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. But I remember being told that at some like I saw the movie and I was like, and I was talking to somebody and like oh, you know well the boat sinks. <laughs> they were asking about it. I'm like well the boat sinks and to me that's not a spoiler because the boat fucking sinks. That's just from 19 what is it 47 or whatever. You should know this information. But- yeah, I don't I don't know these people sound pretty uh pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was in high school at the time, so okay. it was high school school. I I, yeah. I I highly I have only I'm only friends with one person I knew from high school, and she was definitely not the person who said that. Also, okay. I saw the I would have seen this movie with her. So, well, if they're listening to this podcast, y- y'all are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Now I'm gonna have to just like. I'm going to have to find this later because I think it's going to take effort to find. It was like a blooper okay. clip from it on a blooper. It was like a clip from like a talk show or something. And they were, they were telling this story. Okay, like, well, all right. Do a follow-up podcast on about it. <laughs> do you have Titanic? In the- I do not. I kind of refuse to watch it again because it was ruined for me the first time I watched the movie. Someone and I just- told you the ending? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I saw this movie uh, when it came out in the theater. Um, the first time we were watching it, uh, we were sitting there and I am not a crier at movies. I've, I've never I never have been. Um, but we were sitting there and there's the part where Jack dies. Spoiler, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and he's being sunk and whatever. And I'm sitting there with my friends. Everybody in the theater is all sniffling and all that kind of stuff. And this woman is sitting beside me and I don't know what made me do this, but I looked over at her at this point in time and she's got like a tissue in her hand and she out her hand and starts waving at the screen. And she's like, 
oh, Leo. Like she said this out loud. Okay. And I burst into hysterics. No, I can't. I couldn't stop laughing. This woman starts giving me dirty looks. My friends, <laughs> my friends sitting beside me, she heard it too and thought it was pretty funny. And, but I just could not stop laughing for the rest of the movie. And that's supposed to be like yeah. the heartbreaking part and like the conclusion is about to happen and everything. And I was just like, I can't do this. And so we watched the end. This woman is dead eyed trying to murder me with her eyes and all kinds of stuff. The lights go on and she's like, what is wrong with you? And walks away and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, that was just fucking hilarious. Now, my friend talked me into seeing it again so we can get like the proper emotion, whatever. And that scene happens again in the movie. And all I could hear in my head is, oh, Leo. And I can't take the movie seriously. I just can't take it seriously. Uh, Even though my other friend was obsessed with it. Not the friend that I know still, but uh, another friend we went to high school with. Uh, She went to see it uh, eight or nine times in the theater. Right. And I was like, you are fucking crazy. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. Maybe seen that movie twice. Maybe twice. All right. Not positive. I've it seen was, that. It's good. It's all right. It's, yeah. It is a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've only seen that movie in its entirety twice in the theater. I have seen it. It's been like on TV and stuff. So I've seen like pieces here and there, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I can't. I, I, I just can't because every time the saddest scene of the movie comes on, I start to giggle. Yeah, so I can't. I can't do it. No, that's fair. That makes sense. It's mm-hmm. um, yeah. I haven't watched that one since it really came out. I think maybe probably grade eight or something. Yeah, <laughs> like I think I I would think visually the movie would relatively hold up, but I don't think the story would hold up very well. No, no, I doubt it. Well, but. Well, why? Why? Why do you think it wouldn't? up well well there's the like there's the whole storyline about like i know this is how it was but like there's the steerage at the 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 bottom of the boat where all the poor people were and then you have the rich girl who's like um she's sort of like a tourist you know checking them out or whatever um uh, but also you know while she's with the rich people her who does billy zane play like her is it his her fiance or something? But he he's like super mean and a, like horrible to her, doesn't understand her at all and stuff. Um, and then there's like a whole bunch of like cheesy lines, like but I'm the king of the world. It's just lame. Yeah, uh, it's it's just aged poorly. Yeah. Um, and the song My Heart Will Go On, every time I hear that whistling, whatever. Um, I'm just like, no, I can't do this. Uh, Celine on beating her chest with the heart of the sea on her and stuff. It's it's a whole thing. I don't I don't think it's it's aged that well. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to watch it. It's been so long. I have no idea. <laughs> are, are you are you gonna are you gonna sit through the like three and a half hours to to verify? I don't know. I mean there's just there's so many other movies out there (laughs) exactly (laughs) i haven't seen or that i love to rewatch. i i just i don't know it's so long or something that like i didn't when it came out like it was enjoyable or whatever i remember seeing in theaters with my parents but it wasn't like 
some life-changing movie for me. It was no Jurassic yeah. Park, okay? That's true. It's no Jurassic Park. That is very correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and James Cameron had done his mind-blowing movies before this, which was Terminator 2 and Aliens and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he was very good at sequels for a long time. Uh, definitely not Avatar. Ugh. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes. Yes. But I, I have to fi- I see if I can find that uh, that clip and who said it. Yeah. Let's know. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, yeah. So, so last thing. Okay. About the movies. Jurassic Park is what we're talking about, not Titanic. <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what is your overall recommendation for the Jurassic Park movies? What do you mean my recommendation? Like, what, what should people watch? What should they watch? Or maybe they should just watch all of it. What oh, do you they think? should watch it all. Yeah, they should. If, if you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been, but... <laughs> There's these movies called Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, the first one, obviously, the best movie of all time. Um, <laughs> then it goes downhill, but still very enjoyable. Like the, I think the second movie, um, even the third movie, which is not good, um, it's still enjoyable to watch. Um, and, you know, Chris Pratt, whispering to raptors if you you just have to you just have to watch it a few times and then it starts to make sense okay (laughs) um but no i i seriously i i wouldn't i couldn't wrap my head around knowing any i don't i don't think i have a friend that hasn't seen it all the the jurassic park maybe i got a few and i i just don't we don't talk about it but they've definitely seen the first one like I, I don't think there is anyone out there that, like I don't know yeah, comment don't... comment on this podcast and let us know if you if this is your first time hearing about <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we finally talked you into watching it we, and... we want to hear from you yeah. uh... <laughs> we want to know what your experience is definitely start with one and 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 keep going if you choose but you got to watch the first one at least yeah yeah um but yeah, I, I think they all are entertaining. It, they are all entertaining, fun watches for sure. Um, some better than the others. Yes, I will. I will agree with you on that level. Yes, you definitely uh, have to turn your brain off. And I think, I think the problem is because I watch these movies like back to back. So it's like I watched one on Sunday, then I watched one on Monday, and then I watched one on Tuesday. It was just so clear the differences in the story and the structure and the visual style of the movies that, like, I just can't help but be like, what did you do? The first one is a masterpiece. What have you done with everything else? But yeah, once you spread them out and you can turn your brain off, you're just like, eh, it's fun. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, it, it, it is, it's fun. It just don't overthink it. <laughs> just enjoy it just roll with it you're like yeah. it's it's dudes and dinosaurs just just let it happen or yeah. or as what is the mr dna says dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 
okay. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Jamie, for being here this week. Thanks for having me, Tracy. I really, I was really looking forward to this. And this has been great to talk about these movies. So was I, as you can tell by the exclamations on the email I sent you to remind you this was happening. Yes. Uh, (laughs) This is definitely what is up there as one of my favorite, like, rewatch and chats about about a movie. So I'm with it. It's good. Loved it. Uh, well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at OhMyShelf, or you can send an email to OhMyShelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we'll be talking about some kick butt kicking action with Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2. Hope you'll be here to listen. Can I just play a short clip at the end of this? Yeah. I can't hear it if it's playing. You can't hear it? Hold on. No. Does it not like, does Zoom cancel out like things? Maybe maybe I got to do it on my phone. Maybe if you do it through like a share screen or something. Uh... Do you want to share your screen and see if that would work? Okay. I think I think you're set. You can do it. It says it's disabled. No, it's not. Oh, there we go. Okay, can you do it now? Okay. Just uh just gonna play a short clip. Okay. Oh no. What no, the sound isn't coming through. What? What's that? Is this it, this is totally shitty food, isn't it? <laughs> what kind of friend would I be if I didn't play this for a shot? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? I'm like trying to help you. Like, what could she possibly be playing? This is going to be amazing. And then as soon as it starts, I'm just like, oh, shit, this is shitty food, isn't it? Oh, crap. Uh, uh, that is the best and the worst thing every single time I hear it. It has 87,000 views, and my guess is that, like, 85,000 of them are Sean. Oh, yes, it is. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
That was amazing. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. <laughs>